You know, this is talking about unbelievers pretty much completely. So Jesus says to those who are unbelievers and who are insulting you and, and being mean, you need to be merciful towards them. You don't need to judge them. You should not condemn them, but you need to be merciful and kind and good and loving towards them because that is what Jesus was. Jesus was actually loving and kind to people who were unbelievers all the time. Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Luke. Hello and happy Thursday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this episode where we're going to finish up the Sermon on the Plain. But before I do that, I have a little commercial that I would like to play for you. The events surrounding Jesus' passion are the most celebrated moments for his followers. But so many distractions fight for our children's attention, especially around the holidays. I love the Alive Coloring devotional because it's a great tool for you and your children to gain motivation and build a healthy habit of walking with God. The Alive Coloring devotional, come alive in Christ. Isn't that just the cutest commercial ever? <laughs> oh, I just love it. All right. Yeah, you guys can get those Alive Coloring devotionals on Amazon. I'll drop a link to those in the bio of the podcast episode. But let's go ahead and talk about Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 38. And I'm sorry, we're not going to be totally finishing up the Sermon on the Plain, but we'll be getting pretty close to doing that. But Tuesday, we'll finish up all of it. So let's read to verse 38 of Luke chapter 6. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. Make sure to grab that cup of coffee. And let's go ahead and start. But I tell you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer also the other. And from him who takes away your cloak, don't withhold your coat also. Give to everyone who asks you, and don't ask him who takes away your goods to give them back again. As you would like people to do to you, do exactly so to them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive back as much. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing back, and your reward will be great." And you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind towards the unthankful and the evil. Therefore be merciful, even as your Father is also merciful. Don't judge, and you won't be judged. 
Don't condemn and you won't be condemned. Set free and you will be set free. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be given to you. For with the same measure you measure, it will be measured back to you. So there's a couple differences between this particular uh, sermon and the one we find in uh, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. So there's a little differences here. And some people actually wonder, because these two, um, because these two sermons Jesus gives are, are so similar, people actually wonder if they aren't, in fact, the same sermon, <laughs> just in uh, two different books of the Bible. But that is debated whether or not these are two different sermons that G- Jesus is preaching here. But in verse 27, it says, I tell you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who mistreat you. Oh boy, that is so not what I want to (laughs) do. I don't want to do like any of this stuff. I don't want to bless them. I don't want to pray for them. (laughs) I don't want to do this stuff, you know? Like when somebody hates you, you typically kind of want to hate them back because like, why should they hate you? You know, like you never did anything to them. So why? But Jesus here is saying something different. He's saying that you're supposed to bless those who hate you or rather bless those who curse you. So that's like speaking well of somebody who speaks badly about you. Who wants to do that? No one. If I hear about somebody saying something bad about me behind my back, I want to just tell the entire world how terrible that person was because, you know, they said this or that behind my back. And I do. Honestly, I am not even going to say that I don't do that. I do. I I tell people stories all the time of people that have hated me in the past. I've probably done it on this podcast, if I'm being honest. (laughs) So this is not something typically that people want to do. But we're supposed to bless the people who speak badly about us behind our back. Isn't that crazy? And we're supposed to pray for people who mistreat us. So people who are mean to us, we're supposed to pray for them. I think this is one of the main reasons actually why people don't want to follow Jesus because this is hard. You know, this is a hard rule and it just goes against our nature to want to do this. But Jesus modeled this. I mean, when Jesus was up on the cross, he he acted in the way he preached. So in other words, he was not cursing the people who were literally cursing him on the cross, but he was blessing them. In fact, he said to his father at that point, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing when they are cursing Jesus. So Jesus was up there blessing the people down on the ground that were making fun of him and cursing him. So he lived in the way he spoke. So as Christians, we're supposed to model the same thing, even if it's hard. Then in verse 29, it says, To him who strikes you on the cheek, offer also the other. Now, I want you guys to know that um, the striking on the cheek was actually an insult back in Jesus's day. So this does not mean that if somebody like comes up and assaults you, that you can't fight back. Okay, (laughs) I just want to throw that out there. I don't think there's anything wrong with defending yourself. I think it's 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 good to defend yourself and your family. But since this was more of an insult and much less of an assault, (laughs) Jesus is basically just saying here that if somebody comes up to you and gives you an insult, which would be a slap on the cheek, because that was um, a slap. What back in Jesus's day would have been extremely insulting. Then you're supposed to 
offer the other cheek also to be insulted, if that makes sense. So nowadays, we can look at this as if somebody is insulting us, we don't need to fight back because we know that God is on our side, especially if they're insulting us over just being a Christian or, um, you know, having morals or anything like that. If they're insulting us, we don't need to back down or retaliate on these people. We don't have to retaliate and we shouldn't retaliate is what Jesus is saying. Rather, we should just kind of leave it up to God to fight that battle for us. And kind of same here with the um, with verse 29, it says, from him who takes away your cloak, don't withhold your coat also. In Jewish law, there was actually a rule and we actually read it in, I think it was Exodus 22, that if somebody gives their coat back in Old Testament law, if somebody gave somebody their coat to lend it, the person was supposed to return it that very night to the, the person who lent it to them. So Jesus, knowing full well that a coat was something that was never supposed to be taken away according to the Old Testament law, he is saying that if somebody is trying to take the tunic off of your back, give him your coat also. Once again, leave it up to God and be humble when somebody tries to insult you by taking away your tunic, basically, give away your coat also to this person. And honestly, all of these rules are something that this person who is doing this really, really mean thing, they would feel embarrassed, I believe, if the person did not respond in the way that they wanted them to respond. Because when people insult others, they want them to retaliate. They want them to respond in a certain way. And when they don't respond in that way, oftentimes the person who started the insults is the one that looks like a complete idiot. I think one of the best stories my mom has ever told me was actually she was standing in line somewhere. And I don't remember the full details of the story, but she was standing in line somewhere and there was a very mean person in line in front of her. And he turned around and he saw my mom. And this was when my mom was a young woman. And he said to her, he said, you're like the ugliest girl I've ever seen. And my mom, instead of becoming insulted or upset because this man said just something so out of the blue mean to my mom, she said to him, well, sir, I'm sorry you think that. And this man looked like a complete and utter moron. So then everybody after this guy left, they said to my mom, that was a really awesome way that you handled that. Like everybody was praising my mom because she had not done anything mean or cruel back to this guy, but rather just said, I'm sorry you feel that way. And that guy just looked like a total loser. So, I mean, that is the kind of thing here that I think Jesus is really talking about is just not retaliating when people are insulting us because we're Christians or really for any other reason. Rather, we're supposed to act in a certain way because really it's going to reflect well on us to the public and it's going to reflect very, very, very badly on the people who originally insulted us when we do not retaliate against them. On top of that, even though you may not want this person who was insulting you originally as a friend, 
you may actually gain a friend out of this or rather a person that's not going to insult you any longer because you were kind to them when they were mean to you. Then here in verse 30, it says, Give to everyone who asks you and don't ask him who takes away your goods to give them back again. And then it goes on to talk about this entire this entire thing. It says, you know, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And Jesus also says, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Then he says, if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive from, what credit is that to you? So in other words, if we're only doing nice things to people who are nice to us, there's no credit in that. Because even non-believers, kind of just human nature, understands to be nice to people who are nice to us, and also to be nice to people who we believe we can gain stuff from. (laughs) Oh, isn't that human nature? But yeah, I mean, Jesus says that's no credit to us. That's just human nature to just be nice to somebody who is nice to us. But Jesus says it be, becomes something different when you start being nice to people who don't deserve it. When you start lending to people who d- aren't going to repay you. When you start, uh, you know, being kind to people who are mean to you. When you start loving your enemies and doing good to them and holding nothing back from people who are just mean people, that is what's going to reflect well on us. That is going to be a credit towards us. And it says here, we're going to be acting like the children of the Most High, which is, you know, who we belong to. And it says here, because he is kind towards the unthankful and the evil. So God is so kind to everybody, so merciful and so gracious to unthankful people, to evil people, that when we do the same thing, we are reflecting God in that same way. So that's something that we as Christians are supposed to strive to do, even if it might be hard, is to, you know, just be kind to people who are not kind to us. And even here, this one I don't really like, lending to people who aren't going to give us stuff back. Now, I do want to say, I don't, I don't think anywhere in scripture does God say that we are supposed to like be taken advantage of and that's a good thing. I mean, even Jesus had boundaries with stuff. At a certain point, he stopped healing those people and he went up and did what he needed to do. He went and prayed to his father and left to go find other people to minister to. Like Jesus himself had boundaries, so it's not a bad thing for us also to have boundaries and not to be walked all over. And Jesus never got walked all over because Jesus literally knew the correct answer for everything. Like Jesus was not a doormat. So we are definitely not supposed to be doormats because Jesus wasn't a doormat. And it's not good for, you know, to let people walk all over us, but we are supposed to have the heart towards wanting to help people. It's kind of more where this is going, you know, because when people, when we allow people to walk all over us, it's more so that we're not offending them. It's because we can't say no and we're embarrassed we're going to like, they're not going to like us anymore if we say no. It's not from the heart of just wanting to do good for God's kingdom. 
So we're not supposed to be doormats. We're not supposed to let people walk all over us because that's not really, honestly, the right heart we're supposed to be having. Instead, we're supposed to just be looking for ways to do good, even if we don't expect to get anything back in return. I think this is what Jesus is talking about here, just having a humble heart, just ready to do good, even if we gain nothing back in return. It says here in verse 36, be merciful, even as your father is also merciful. Don't judge and you won't be judged. Don't condemn and you won't be condemned. Set free and you will be set free. And this is how uh, this Sermon on the Plain differs a little bit from the Sermon on the Mount. Because even though the two sermons are pretty similar, this one goes on to say, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be given to you. So that's how these two sermons, the Sermon on the Mount and the Sermon on the Plain, differ. Because now Jesus is saying that when you do good for other people, good will be done back to you by the Heavenly Father, obviously. And it says that so much is going to be given to you. And maybe it won't be in this life. Maybe it'll be in the afterlife because we're supposed to store up our treasures in heaven. But even so, we're going to have so much goodness coming back at us when we do good for other people when we expect to gain nothing in return. Then Jesus says, for with the same measure you measure, it will be measured back to you. I mean, you could take this verse in all sorts of different ways. You could talk about how you shouldn't judge because if you judge, it's you're going to be judged back. But if you do good, good is going to come back to you from the heavenly father. So just overall, it's good to do good for people and not to judge them, not to condemn them as, as Jesus says here, but to be merciful towards them. That's what verses 36 and 37 are about is just don't judge and don't condemn because when you start judging people and we start condemning people, that's when the same measure that you measure towards other people. So the same amount that you give to other people, the same amount is going to be given to you as well. That's kind of a wake up call. I mean, for me, (laughs) I can be judgmental. I'm not even lying. Like, I truly can be judgmental. But yeah, I mean, we're not supposed to condemn. We're not supposed to judge other people. And there's actually a verse in scripture in um, 2 Corinthians, I believe, where Paul talks about how we are not supposed to judge people outside of the church at all. We're not supposed to condemn them. We're not supposed to judge them. But we are allowed to judge those inside the church. That's what Paul talks about. And I mean, that could even go back to the book of Leviticus. That's what we're talking about now. You know, it wasn't for the Israelite people to judge people outside of their communities. Everything God is talking about when it comes to uh, judgment in the Old Testament laws, it was for the community of Israel so that Israel you know, wouldn't fall by the wayside and start doing this stuff. But same for the church. The only reason we're supposed to judge the church is for the exact same concept that we don't allow stuff into the church that could potentially corrupt it and pull people aside and and so that they're not following Jesus anymore. So we are, in fact, now in the church supposed to judge those inside the church. But as far as the world goes, 
that's not for us to judge. That's all up to God. We don't have to worry about that. So, yeah, I mean, Jesus kind of gives this exact thing here. Be merciful, even as your father is merciful. Don't judge and you won't be judged. Don't condemn and you won't be condemned. Set free and you will be set free. And a lot of this is Jesus talking about unbelievers. I mean, from kind of the very beginning of the Sermon on the Plain, it was talking all about unbelievers. How if an, a, a person who does not believe in Jesus starts insulting you, you're supposed to treat them like this, this, and this, you know, with goodness and kindness and love. You know, this is talking about unbelievers pretty much completely. So Jesus says to those who are unbelievers and who are insulting you and, and being mean, you need to be merciful towards them. You don't need to judge them. You should not condemn them, but you need to be merciful and kind and good and loving towards them because that is what Jesus was. Jesus was actually loving and kind to people who were unbelievers all the time. And that's what you and I are supposed to do as well. So yeah, guys, this was the Sermon on the Plain. And I hope you guys tune in on Tuesday because we're going to actually be finishing up the Sermon on the Plain. At least I think we will. But definitely tune in tomorrow for an episode out of Leviticus. We're moving into Leviticus chapter 21. That means we only have seven more chapters in Leviticus. And we'll be moving into the Book of Numbers and into season four of the P4A Ministries podcast. But friends and faithful listeners, until tomorrow, happy listening and God bless.